Are you there? Of course I am. In case you'd forgotten, we can't get out of here. Sorry, I couldn't see you. That's the thing about the dark, famously. It's just that I've got a good feeling about today. Here he goes again. Hornet Heaven's eternal optimist. Tied up in a lock-up garage for years on end, but thinks today could be different. Exactly. Maybe today's the day we're set free. Today hasn't been the day 13,963 times since 1985. I've been counting. They might release us today, though. And pigs might fly. And Elton John might quit drinking drugs. That's harsh. Elton could be sober by now after all this time. People can change. But our situation won't. No one's ever going to let us out. You're forgetting we're in a heaven. There might be an angel who... Face facts. They locked us away the moment we arrived and left us to rot. We didn't deserve it. And we've no idea why they did it. We've been loyal club servants for 15 years. I'm still proud of that. The two of us made more Watford appearances than Ross Jenkins. We joined the club before he arrived, and we were still there after he'd gone. But Ross got a testimonial, and we got porridge. That's gratitude for you. I loved being out on the pitch with Ross. He was a true Watford great. When he signed, people were asking, Who's this beanpole? Stick thin he was. I mean, you and me were hardly hulking brutes, but Ross looked like he'd snap in the wind. I heard someone say, we look like him, both of us. I took that as an honour. Well, what they've done to us in Hornet Heaven since then isn't an honour. Thirty-eight years in this jail. It isn't a life sentence we're serving. It's an afterlife sentence. They've banged us up for eternity. Hornet Heaven Dead Ringers for Ross Jenkins Written by Ollie Wickham Read by Colin Mace Earth Season 2023-24 Ah! Here you are, Bill, old panda. I've tracked you down. Oh, hello, Henry. Goodness, we're very high up. What's the attraction of this balcony? You're not thinking of throwing yourself off, I trust. Last season, I could understand it, old thing, but surely Valerin Ishmael has given us hope. Don't worry, Henry. I'm just having a break from the work I've been doing. The atrium's upper floors have been sitting empty, so I'm opening a museum. By Jove! A museum? Well, perhaps you should put me in it, old aubergine. Just the other day, in my capacity as father of the club, I was introduced to a young Watford fan, and he called me a museum piece. I must admit... I was hugely flattered. Flattered to be considered worthy of display. Right. Well, the museum's going to be for things, not people, Henry. Inanimate objects can stir powerful feelings. Absolutely. We Victorians can definitely vouch for that. A friend of mine had a thing about piano legs. When I say feelings, Henry, I mean the nostalgic kind. I'm getting together a collection of old artefacts from Vicarage Road, like a wooden seat from the old main stand, and a section of corrugated iron from the 1960s rookery stand, complete with graffiti. By Joe, Bill, old 
boy. I'm going to display things from the past that inspire love. Like red shorts, you mean? You must include red shorts, Bill. Obviously, I won't, Henry. But I'm glad you recognise they're in the past. Ha! <laughs> Touché, old thing. But what about other things that get people going? Like, um, let me see. Uh, ooh, uh, yes, like, uh, gold nets. Get people going? Or just you? Today's box nets are far too taut. I prefer the nets of yesteryear, Bill. Voluminous. Like a lady's bloomers. I like nets with droop and sag. Steady, Henry. You make them sound titillating, Bill? Akin to the finest Victorian erotica for gentlemen. Well, old poodle, I don't mind admitting that I find gold high. Excuse me, Henry, but I mind. Oh, Bill, don't be such a prude, old thing. I'm sure most Watford supporters have their own personal proclivities that... I'm sure they don't, Henry, and even if they do, I won't let my Hornet Heaven Museum encourage the lewd self-gratification of perverts. Good Lord, Bill. I hope you're not suggesting that I'm some kind of deviant. Just go away and leave me to my museum. Ross Jenkins was a fantastic footballer. I hope he's still remembered fondly by Watford fans. Unlike us. I bet no Watford fan could even put a name to us. It was an incredible journey we all went on in the 70s and 80s. But somehow you and me have ended up locked in a garage. We need Graham Taylor to come and turn our situation around like he did for the club in 1977. Oh. I love being part of the setup under GT. What a man. Ruthless, though. When he let us go, after we'd been permanent fixtures for years, we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the supporters. I don't mind not getting a recognition. I'm proud to have made more than 300 appearances at Vicarage Road. I don't need people to know who I am. Dear, oh dear. Bill thinks I'm a deviant, a debauchee. Surely my fascination with gold nets is no different from any other normal Victorian gentleman. I should ask around. Who can I... Ah, yes. Um, excuse me, Archibald. Hello, Mr Henry Grover. Can you spare me a moment, old thing? Yes, I can, Mr Henry Grover, because in Hornet Heaven I have an infinite number of moments. But I am not old... And I am not a thing. Ah, yes, noted. Thank you. And can I check? Am I right in thinking you lived during the late 19th century down on Earth? That is correct. I died on the 4th of February 1901 at the age of 16. 16? Excellent. That makes you a Victorian who's still in the first flush of manhood, when appetites are apt to rampage. You see, I wanted to ask... How you feel about goal nets? Do goal nets um, float your boat? I know a lot about goal nets, Mr Henry Grover. Watford Football Club's first home game with goal nets was on the 23rd of January 1892 against Millwall Football Club. The netting was black with squares of approximately three inches by three inches. Well, <laughs> that's promising. 
you clearly take quite an interest. Goal nets are just one of the things I notice when I go to watch football matches. For example, last weekend at Watford Football Club's match against Stoke City at the Bet365 Stadium on August the 19th, 2023, I counted how many people there were in the ground, which is how I knew that the official attendance figure of 21,183 was a lie, which is why I got angry, which is why I started hitting people. Ah, you know, Archie, I'm starting to think that maybe you're not quite the right person with whom to discuss the, um... The more spiritual qualities of goal nets. But I like talking about goal nets. At first they were black and now they are white, but they have been yellow and black too. The holes are usually square, but for three seasons in the Premier League they were hexagonal. Yes, well, you really do know their history, which is of no use at all to... Uh... Ah, but wait, golly, forgive me, young Archibald, I was wrong. Knowing their history will actually be of very great use. I'll be able to convince Bill Mainwood that goal nets are important artefacts rather than some kind of prurient fishnet stocking fetish. Worthy of earnest study. Serious, not salacious. Yes, teach me more, Archibald. I shall be your willing pupil. Do you remember Andy Rankin? Of all the players over the years, I was closest to Andy. If Andy arrives up here, they won't lock him up. Why did they do it to us? I've never understood. What did we do wrong? We were stalwarts too. Just like Andy and Ross and Duncan Wellborn. It may not be forever though. I've got a good feeling about today. You say that every day. Today could be the day. I remember this playoff game, young Archibald. We'd won 3-0 in the first leg at Palace's place, and this second leg was a marvellously feisty occasion. Weren't there fisticuffs between Aidy Boothroyd and Fitzhall? Marvellous sport. But that can't be why you've brought me here. I have brought you here, Mr Henry Grover, because this was Watford Football Club's last match at Vicarage Road Stadium before box nets were installed for the 2006-2007 season in the Premier League. Good Lord, you mean this was our last glimpse of sag and billow before nets became too deep and too taut? We must treasure this game. The change meant that this was the last time we saw stanchions attached to the goal frame at Vicarage Road Stadium. Yes, another inanimate object that inspires Victorian gentlemen. I do love an elegant, well-turned stanchion. What I like is the geometry of stanchions, Mr Henry Grover. Since 1922, there have been various different shapes and sizes at Vicarage Road Stadium. Indeed there have, Archibald. And thank you, young fellow. This is all useful stuff for impressing upon Bill Mainwood that my interest in these matters isn't lubricious. At least, it definitely wasn't lubricious in the early years at Vicarage Road when our stanchions were disappointingly standard issue. No, it was the early 1970s when stanchions first made a real impression on me. The new ones in about 1971 were... Mwah! Chef's kiss, as they say nowadays. Do you remember those? Yes, Mr Henry Grover. Their geometry was unique, 
I have looked very carefully and I have not seen the same shape and size at any other ground on which Watford Football Club have played. Ah, I could discuss them for hours, Archibald, old thing. Those stanchions were absolutely fabulous. So generously proportioned. <laughs> they went back from the top of the post, formed a beautiful curved return, and came back in to rejoin the post halfway down. It was as though the goalposts had long, thin arms and had their hands on their hips. <laughs> I always thought those posts were dead ringers for Ross Jenkins. I shall now tell you a notable fact, Mr Henry Grover. Those stanchions were in place when Watford Football Club started a match in 92nd position in the Football League in 1975 and when Watford Football Club finished a match in 1st position in the Football League in 1982. Goodness! Goodness me! They saw it all. Our rise up the divisions from last to first. Yes, Mr Henry Grover. From the game against Hartlepool to the game against West Bromwich Albion, 311 fixtures later. By Jupiter! That makes them a terribly important part of our club's history. They definitely deserve a place in Bill's museum. But, oh, uh, what happened to them? Do you know that too? Yes. They were decommissioned when Mr Graham Taylor was still manager. The last game with those stanchions was in 1985 when Watford Football Club beat Manchester United Football Club 5-1. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. So they went out in fitting style. But what happened after that? Were they just chucked out? Or do inanimate objects come up to Hornet Heaven when their useful life is over? That is another question to which I know the answer, Mr Henry Grover. Thinking of other characters from the 70s and 80s, do you remember the groundsman? Les Simmons. Les loved greyhounds more than football. He paid more attention to the floodlight poles on the dog track than he did to us. He was definitely... Hey, I just heard voices. Don't get your hopes up. They're getting closer. Oh my God, someone's coming. I think someone's about to let us out. Don't trust them. They're bad people. Don't say anything. No worries on that front. Humans can't hear us, remember? Yes, we're going to be frayed. Golly, it's frightfully dark in here, Archibald. I remember seeing them tied up against the side walls, Mr Henry Grover. Hopefully my eyes will adjust in a moment. Ah, ah, yes, here they are, the goalposts we were talking about, with their magnificent stanchions. Well done, Archie, young man. Let's liberate these beautiful things immediately. Archie Bald, what are you doing here? The upper floors are closed while I set up my new museum. Hello, Mr Bill Mainwood. I have been installing more exhibits for you to display. Hmm... Do you mean that old museum piece I see over there? Henry Grover? Mr Henry Grover is not one of the exhibits, Mr Bellmanwood. He is old, but he is not a thing. And were the exhibits his idea? Yes, 
but I was the one who knew where to find them. Go on then, Archibald. What weird kinky nonsense has he got you involved in? You'd better show me the items so I can bin them. They're over here, Mr Bill Mainwood. Follow me. Very well. But if I know Henry, they'll be... Oh, wow. They're here. In Hornet Heaven. The glory goalposts from the glory years. My favourite goalposts. Did you hear that? He called us the glory goalposts from the glory years. He must have forgotten the miserable years that came first. I suppose I shouldn't complain. We're his favourite. After all these decades, we're loved. To be fair, I've got to admit it's nice being in full view again. Just like we were for all those years on the pitch. We're loved. Well done for finding them, Archibald. They are wonderful. These goalposts deserve to be in your museum because they represent an important period of club history, Mr Bill Mainwood. They were the goalposts on the Vicarage Road Stadium pitch when Watford Football Club started a match bottom of Division 4 all the way through to when Watford Football Club finished a match top of Division 1. Golly, what a lovely fact. I can't take my eyes off them, Archibald. Their stanchions look like long, thin arms. They look just like Ross Jenkins. Hey, he thinks so too. Yeah, but the truth is we're not like Ross Jenkins. Ross wasn't on the pitch the day we went top of Division 1. And we were. Goodness, people are going to love seeing these goalposts again, Archibald. When Watford fans look back on glorious moments from our incredible rise up the divisions, these goalposts are always there, centre stage. So they rightly deserve to be in pride of place in my new museum. Thank you, young man. You are welcome, Mr Bill Mainwood. But you should also thank Mr Henry Grover. Yes. If this was Henry's idea, then I was wrong to suggest that his interest in inanimate objects was perverted. I owe him an apology straight away. Oh, he looks a bit busy. What's he doing over there? I do not know, Mr Bill Mainwood but he has been doing it for one hour and three minutes so far. He's got his eyes closed and he's... Oh well, best not to interrupt, I suppose. Let's just leave him to it, Archibald. You frisky beauties, teasing me in that coquettish way with your hands on your hips, flirting with me. If I wasn't such a gentleman... I would take you in hand and... The End Dead Ringers for Ross Jenkins was written and produced by Ollie Wicken. It was read by Colin Mace. For more information on the Hornet Heaven stories, please visit hornetheaven.com Thank you for listening. <laughs>